Welcome back to Don't Call a Book Club. My name is Luke. The name's Dan. We're back after a little hiatus, starting a new book today. It's been a while since we've started started something new. Today we are reading Nice Dragons Finish Last by Rachel Aaron. Mm-hmm. Great name. Love a dragon. Yeah, Luke and I have consistently been on board for any and all dragons, I think. Correct. Yes. So, okay, for for this episode, we have read up to chapter eight in Nice Dragons Finish Last, but we've been gone for a while. We got to get a little bit warmed up. We got to talk about something something else first. Some news. What's been happening in the world? Things, some, some fantasy slash sci-fi like media we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I, there's a couple obvious ones. One big obvious one. Right. Dune is coming out in October it's 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 gonna be a big deal i think i am very excited about it and i'll say this i saw one trailer for it and already was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this for sure and so i've decided to avoid every other promotional material for it because the trailer i saw had the sandworm in it and i was like oh that's very cool but yeah 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 yeah, right. The sandworm look looks very, very good. Uh, the, sa- the sandworm, and it has the like a little intense music behind mm-hmm. the sandworm. Exactly. That's what yes. you need. Yes, it's what I wanted. Uh, but I want any other cool reveals like that of things that just visually look incredible. I want that in the movie. I don't want to get that in the trailer. Right? Like, imagine mm. if in the movie you saw the sandworm for the first time, like. Okay. I'm just thinking that, and I was like, ooh, all right, I got to avoid these trailers from now on because I just want to see this movie. So that's that's a very good point. It It is frustrating when they put like the coolest moment in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, hopefully, that's not the case. I Here's my question Are you going to, do you have any interest in reading the Dune book before watching the movie? On the pod? Oh, no, no, I don't know about on the pod. I don't know if we have time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've I've read Dune. You've read Dune as well, right? Yeah, but it was like seven years ago or something. Ooh, do I want to give it a reread? I might, actually. I mean, I remember it pretty well. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of like weird philosophical discussion that happens in the latter half of the book when he's just walking around the desert. But I feel like I might. I might give it a reread, yeah. I might, because I don't remember it well at all for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there, I might. We'll see. But th- that's very excited for this movie. It's late October, I think. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good. The other one that I the I just learned about from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new TV series on Apple TV about the Foundation series. From Isaac Asimov? Yeah, this series. The book series, first off, is incredible. Definitely recommend, Mm -hmm. if you haven't checked out the Foundation series, read the first book and be amazed. But I had seen nothing about this series at all. And my significant other mentioned that Apple TV was coming out with this, and I was like, what? Very good, Luke. Yeah, 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 go. Like, why did I not know about this? Luke and I literally just before this recording watched the trailer for it because we had no other information about it. And I think it's safe to say we're both very hype about the the series coming out. It's co- it's coming out later this month. It's coming it's out coming in like out, two weeks. S- September 24th. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally 10 minutes ago... I learned about it for the first time and saw the trailer. That's wild. It looked great. Right. It looked great. And you'd think we run a fantasy and science fiction podcast. We would have seen stuff about this. The algorithms have failed us. For sure. Like, where? For sure. Your advertising is is bad for this. That's true. So we're giving them a little charity ad here. If you haven't (laughs) heard about it, folks, check out the trailer for the Foundation series. The one thing that the trailer does do, though, that I'm a little nervous about is it reminds me of, like, the foundation is about the collapse of society. Sure. That feels a little real right now. It it might be a little too much for me, you know? Okay. I do know. I I know what you mean. 
Yeah. Like, too like, topical. This is, this is another one that I read, I think, a little bit before I read Dune that I also don't remember a ton of, other than it being, like, some some political, mac- political machinations mm-hmm. about, like, society collapsing, which does seem too real. I mean, poignant for this moment that we're in right now, I think. But I don't know if that's yeah. what I want to be, like, reminded of. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think I'll still watch it because it's a great series and it will probably have some good discussion about, like, people in power and authority and the future and scientists and their ability to predict things. But also, like, whew, give me a dragon in here, please. <laughs> I'd love to see a dragon fly around. <laughs> I know. I know. We all would. Here's a a fun fact that I don't know if you'll remember. I think that Foundation was one of the first series that you and I read, like, together. I think that it was, yeah. Right. Obviously well before the pod. Right. Um, Right. Luke and I have been reading for a while now, just so you know. (laughs) Not to brag. Not to brag. Um, So, yeah, a little full circle there Mm -hmm. for us as as a team. So okay, so that those are the two I think like TV and media mm-hmm. that we're looking forward to. I have one more. Mm. Video games. Mm-hmm. We all know your boy loves the Dark Souls series. Right. Yes. The new From Software video game has a release date. I think it's I think it's January twenty first, something Ooh, like that, which is we, still a while away. We got a little. They, they transitioned to a little cooking simulator, maybe. Little cooking mama three. <laughs> make it make it dark for a cooking for a cooking game. Um no, this is Elden Ring. Mm. A little more open world. I'm I'm told that George R. R. Martin helped write the lore okay. for it, which I honestly Get out don't of here, love. George. <laughs> Stop it. Actually but, actually, George, you know, chase your bliss, whatever. Like it'll probably be outstanding. So Cool. It's it's it, I think it's too late to get mad at George. Yeah, it's way we're too well late. past the mad at George era. That was like two years ago. We should have reached acceptance um, at this point. So yeah, I'm I'm there. Cool, George. I'm excited. at acceptance for sure. I just want this video game to be good. It for sure will be. Love these love these games. Everyone play the Dark Souls games. Tell me what you think because I I'm a I'm a uh, evangelist on these. <laughs> We're giving a lot of free plugs here in this intro, but you know what? That's fine with me. If any of y'all want to sponsor us, we'd we'd be happy to do uh, a longer promotion for any of these right. things that we have just now talked about. Right. I think Apple is on the line. So for sure. Well, you know, we are a podcast, so I'm sure they listen. <laughs> All of just Apple in general. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's let's close it up there. A lot of good, a lot of good media. If you have something, sci-fi. listener, that you are excited about coming up, that is fantasy, science fiction, and it's not a book; it's some other form of media. Hit us up. Give us some recommendations of something coming out yeah. or that just came out, maybe that you saw and you're hype about. Tweet at us at DC to BC. Get on the subreddit. R don't call it a book club. We got a Facebook page. Let us know what you're into. For sure. We didn't know Foundation was coming exactly. Out. We, gotta get, we gotta get some info here. Okay. L- okay. W- let's talk about the book. Nice Dragons Finished Last by Rachel Aaron. Like I said, up to chapter eight. Mm-hmm. A little over a third of the way through. I I will say, moving on to this from Malazan, like I really like the transition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's there's a lot of comparing the two is wild because we've gone from like extremely dark nothing is very good and it's all kind of falling apart to like a dragon having a hard time in the big city and right that's kind of it you know i've been into it i've been into it so far mm-hmm. let's let's start early can we so, actually start even earlier than I think you're going to start? Because I just want to oh, make yeah. a brief comment. Okay. You, obviously, you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover. I will say right here and now, this would not be a book that I picked out by its cover. 
I think, yeah, I think that's fair. Unless I had gotten a recommendation, thank you, Torden EQ, I would, I would never have read this book because the title, the the cover and the title don't don't vibe with my book vibe. That said, so far I am enjoying this book. So like, (laughs) I guess don't judge a book by its cover. But this cover, I've I've judged. I, I yeah I I think that's fair. I would say it's not necessarily a uh, like the cover's not bad. No no no, no it's just not, not not the Dan vibe for a fantasy book. Exactly yes. You're more of a you're more of a minimalist mm-hmm. guy. Minimalist. Is that true? And, yeah yeah very much so. And like the title, I'm not a huge fan of the title. I'll say, but I don't think I think that's fine. I think that's fine. It's a little playful. It's a little playful. It's playful. It's unique. It's great. It's great. All right, but let's actually talk about the content of the book now. Okay, so so our, our boy Julius mm-hmm. has been sealed into human form. And the thing that I'm going to say gets kind of addressed a little bit later. But he walks into this super nice restaurant in like ripped up jeans and like dirty t-shirt. And it's presented as this is terrible. But my thought... Is that like this could be super swaggy if you're pulling it off correctly, this which is, is addressed later. This is what Marcy thinks about it. Marcy's like, I thought you just right. had so much money you didn't care. Right, right. And I, when he was doing it, I didn't think he was pulling it off because he seemed really like low confidence and dejected. Mm-hmm. But you walk in there with an air of confidence and these these ratty jeans. I think it could be really cool. I I mean, it's very much like a tech billionaire vibe, right? Like if you pull it off as like a like a techie boy, I think it could be in a way. I feel like the tech billionaire is more is a little bit more clean cut mm. though. Mm-hmm. It's like very casual clothes, but very clean cut casual clothes. Mm. Whereas I feel like he's walking in with some like ripped up jeans, mm-hmm. which is a different vibe to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing about it, which is interesting too, is like, it's not like, it's not like his mom gave him these clothes and was like, you have to put these on when I kick you out. Like this is his normal like attire. This is his right. style, is like ripped up jeans and like a t-shirt, right? So I feel it's like classic. it's classic and I feel like he has potential to play it off confidently because it is like just his style. Like if he had money and power, this is exactly what he would be wearing, I imagine, anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So like there's, there's a lot of potential here is what we're saying. That is that is what we're saying. Here's the other thing that I had, the other note that I had about this restaurant. Mm-hmm. He doesn't order any food. It's I like don't. A think... super nice restaurant, and I think your brother's footing the bill. Give me what whatever like whatever's on the menu. You're t- no. I don't get Luke, the opportunity for this. There's often. no way his brother is footing the bill, Luke. He got him a cocktail. Sure, but he's and you know that cocktail was like twenty bucks. Yeah, least. but if I start ordering food, the risk is that the brother at the end of the meeting, the waiter comes over and is like, "Will that be all?" And the your brother's like, "Yeah, can you split that?" <laughs> and then you're like, "I've got ninety dollars, and I ordered a sixty dollar appetizer. Like, I can't split that with you." <laughs> this is the classic. 30 rock episode that i don't know how many people watch 30 rock but when the brother offers to get him a drink be like can i get can i actually get fries instead (laughs) that's the move that actually would be the move yeah yeah also we should point out he doesn't eat anything until they go to that barbecue place and so it feels kind of strange like, it's played off as kind of weird when he orders a bunch of food there, and it's like, oh, he's a dragon, so he can eat more. He, and he did order a lot of food, but if I hadn't eaten in, like, 24 hours, I feel like the amount of food he ordered wouldn't be unreasonable for, like, me to potentially order. 
Like, he ordered two entrees and, like, six sides. Sure, it's a lot, but when you haven't eaten for 24 <laughs> hours, you're going to be so hungry. You're going to just be like, yeah, 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 give me that and that and that and that and that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's like going going grocery shopping while you're hungry. Oh, terrible. Terrible. Yeah. But exactly. It's exactly that. <laughs> to to your point here, I you can see why, or no, you can tell that he doesn't have a ton of experience like cooking for himself and not relying on others for food because rookie mistake to not be like snacking throughout the day. Mm. You what? know, what is he snacking on? What is he snacking on? Is much lower when you're hungry, and you gotta like think about things. You gotta make plans. Your plans are terrible when you're hungry. Come on, buddy. It's, this is true. It's just day one I, stuff. This is very true. I will say we don't know. We don't know how often dragons need to eat. Like if they're like reptiles, in that they don't have to eat like more than once a month or whatever with reptiles. Maybe this is just like the thing they have a big meal every so often is what they're used to sure but assuming that they just have an an immense caloric need then yeah i i think snacking throughout the day would make sense if he had more than like literally 90 dollars to prevent himself from dying like you're gonna go buy a thing of beef jerky and it's gonna be three dollars and that's like five percent of your total value you're not gonna do. You're not gonna do beef jerky. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna be like, okay, here's my uh, here's my plain full fat Greek yogurt and some bananas and maybe some granola bars. It's like ten bucks. Yeah, that's ten percent of the total money you have to not get eaten by your mom. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have some healthy snacks for a couple of days. Oh, yogurt! You're not. Where are you keeping yogurt? <laughs> you don't have a okay, fridge. That's fair. Ah, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, (laughs) But I think you're right. He definitely should have asked for food here and not a drink from his brother. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that's where we started here. Um, I I actually, can we go back a little bit from this meeting in the restaurant, though? Sure, yeah. It's, It's addressed a little bit as to what the deal is with julius's sister and her job that she has to go to and the reason why he can't hang out in her apartment any longer what the fuck is a dragon doing working at a hospital like i what what you're a dragon you're a dragon and you're gonna be some like administrator of a healthcare system like sure okay i see i see your point I would assume, based on what we know about dragons from this book, mm-hmm. having like plans and ambitions, I would assume mm-hmm. that there's some kind of like long-term goal here, but I don't know what it is. Like w- the long-term goal is to potentially be the like boss of the whole hospital. Like <laughs> hospitals don't make that much money, y'all. Right. And, like, I, I feel like your cred as the boss of the hospital is not that much. Yeah, when you consider, like, the level that I, I assume the rest of the, like, high-end members of this family is at, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it, it's, like, maybe it's, like, she's at the hospital for, like, that treats all of the important people. You know what I mean? Like, so this is the 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 DFC, DFZ, the biggest city. Maybe like all of the important people in the world come to the best hospital in the world for their stuff. Okay. Actually, then you're in a position of power. This actually is the answer. I think there's a few reasons why I think this is for sure the answer. Now that we now that you bring this up, first. Uh, the DFZ is like a super libertarian kind of zone. So you can have a hospital that's just like, hey, this is the expensive one. And like, if you don't have the money, you're not getting in. Right. So you can have just like the like most 
elite upper class hospital that has like the best treatments and is extremely expensive and exclusive because like there's no rules about healthcare here. So it's just like, right, whatever. And the second reason is this is like one of the most magical places in the world. And I imagine magic is super useful when treating all kinds of diseases and things. Theory, yeah, in theory, yes. In theory, yeah. So this makes a lot of sense. And actually, being the boss of that hospital is a is a lot of power. Yeah. Ooh. All right, retracted. Yeah. Retracted. She's crushing it, it seems like. She's making moves. She's making moves. The Okay, since we're talking about, like, the other kids yeah. of Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Bethesda seems to be the only dragon that like has a lot of kids. Yes, and I don't know why. I I see very little drawback in having more kids, other than like some mean tweets. <laughs> Which I should say, why the fuck have we applied like a ridiculous puritanical honor system to dragons, guys? Why have dragons decided like you know what we're gonna be a monogamous uh, <laughs> five member households? Husband, wife, three kids, and uh, that's it. That's a good life. That's an honorable life for a dragon. Why did we apply that when they're like, they're like dunking on Bethesda for having a bunch of kids? You're dragons. What does it matter? You eat your children that don't perform well, and you're gonna say you have you don't have honor because you have like a bunch of different fathers for your children. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was they're much older than we are. Maybe that's where we got them from. You know, maybe we're modeled after the dragons. You're saying, ah, I see. I see. So this is one of the negative aspects of dragon culture that has permeated our society. Right. Not the other way around. Right. Yeah, that could be. That could for sure be. (laughs) But no, like, unless there's some, like, weakening of your children the more that you have, I don't or maybe the like puritanical thing that you just mentioned is a way of like unilateral unilateral disarmament mm-hmm. where it's like <laughs> if everyone makes a hundred dragon kids it's just going to be a giant war i think there is actually a lot of potential here for that to be the answer because dragons live for a very long time right and if one dragon is just constantly pumping out kids you're gonna run out of space eventually (laughs) like the earth isn't growing to accommodate all of these dragons flying around but it doesn't seem like anybody really cares to stop this right so like yeah it seems like they call her mean names behind her back but i mean Who's winning the war of having a lot of like, you're going to just win on a numbers game. If you're all competing and you have like a hundred kids and they have five, even if they're five or like as good as 10 of your kids, you're going to win. You got a hundred. That's twice as, that's twice as good. But yeah, I, I don't know. So here's one, one thing that, that could be the case. Maybe other dragons have a physical limitation to the kids they can have Mm. because we learn apparently bethesda is a feathered dragon right and so maybe there's some like and also bethesda is not like super ancient like it sounds like bethesda is kind of a newer magic and has like adapted a little bit i don't know if that adaptation is just like having a ton of kids or if there's something else that is different about bethesda from like the other dragons we've heard about in this universe but if not yeah they should all be pumping out kids what are you doing i don't know there yeah there maybe there's 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 probably something yeah yeah um one possible explanation before i think we should move on okay all these dragons are super competitive and like ambitious Maybe the other dragons are concerned that like have they'll have a kid that will depose them. Ooh. Like every time you have a clutch, there is the potential for one of them to be more powerful than you and for you to be deposed. Right. 
I could see that. But that leads me to another question. Mm-hmm. Can like only the head dragon of a family have children? Right, because like there's several. Let's take uh, uh, Chelsea, for example. She doesn't have the vibe of a, of a mother to me, but that's because she's like a assassin. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why she doesn't have more kids. Okay. So the, the comet of the meteor hit like like 100 years ago, give or take, or was it just like 60, give or take? I think it was less than 100. Okay. All right. Less than 100 years ago. Bethesda's already on J. Okay. No, no, no. I think that they, she had kids before. Like, because some of these, them are like 1,000 years old. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. I don't... I, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe I missed it. What was happening while magic was gone? Unless they were like in the comet or something. But they, she had a lot of those kids before the magic came back. You're, you're right. And actually, now that I'm thinking about this, I think we've stumbled into a theory that I'm going to briefly mention because I was kind of confused about like, how did they have so many kids and all this? And to your point... I don't think there is necessarily a limitation, so we could potentially have a dragon explosion event happening where they all decide to have clutches of their own. Anyway, the theory that I think we've stumbled into has to do with these like dimensions opening because we've learned that the the like cosmolabe can look into other dimensions. Right. Maybe all of the dragons and magic and stuff was in a different dimension until the meteor hit. And the meteor okay. brought them in from a different... Because you're right. There are thousands of years old. Some of them are older than like several hundred years. But like the meteor was the thing that brought like magic and dragons and all that stuff back. So where were they in that intervening time? You know what I mean? Yeah, that that was my... I My theory was going to be that they were like still... That dragons could still be there in like in their human form even when the magic wasn't there, but I'm not confident in that. Mm-hmm. Yours might, yours sounds good to me. I like it. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that, about the dimensions and the meteor. Love a dimension. We all do. We all do. Okay. But <clears throat> I think we should move on from these crazy mm-hmm. dragon families. Sure. Can can we talk about Julius as a dude? Oh, sure. As yeah. a character. I... This might be a hot take. I'm kind of on Bethesda's side about Julius. Okay. I think he kind of is a bad dragon. I think he kind of sucks. Okay, so to, like, are you specifically saying he's a bad dragon? Well, okay. I think he's definitely a bad dragon. He doesn't like magic very much. He doesn't like fighting very much. He doesn't like hordes very much. I don't think he's a very good dragon. Right. I also just like, I think he's kind of lame. I mean, uh, lame, like for sure, I think. Because like, like even in, even in our society, not dragon society, I feel like he would be in the like conventionally nerdy and like lame side of things. Not, not like, I don't, I'm not trying... I'm not trying to like say that that's bad or anything. I'm just saying like the way that our society is structured, I feel like Julius's vibe is still the like kind of looked down upon. No, I think it is bad. I because okay. I don't think it's bad that he likes different things. I think it's bad that he has such a problem with how every other dragon operates and he is not willing to do literally anything about it. He's like, man, I hate how this whole society is structured. I'm going to like stay at home and play video games all day. Mm, I'm going to choose to not engage with this at all, but criticize it. Okay. You're, like he's, he's complaining, but not offering up any solutions. Ex- he's complaining, not offering up any solutions and not doing a single thing to make things different. Okay. This is what I, I mean when I say lame. Fair. I say he's lame because he won't do anything. Right, because you could see a like a dragon that had their like ambition that wanted to change society being really effective there. Right. Right. 
Or like, I think my clan needs a little leadership change and maybe we can do some good. Maybe we can like have a nice loving family instead of one where my mom is threatening to to murder me because I'm not what she right. wants in a dragon son. Well, okay, to be fair, I don't think Julius is very old. No. And like, I wasn't signing up to dismantle capitalism at 19. He's over 20. I think he's like 24. Okay, yeah, I don't know how old he is. But uh, maybe he's going to... It's a series. Maybe he's going to grow up and... (laughs) I'm not saying he will always be lame. I'm saying right Right. now, dude sucks. I don't like the dude. I think he needs to like... Get some perspective. I think this is a good thing that his mom did to him. I think his mom is in the right here. I think that's fair. I would also... Okay, point taken. Um, I want to offer a little bit of a defense. Okay. Here. All right. Sure. Which is... Oh, well, I don't know if this is actually fair. So, Julius is the only one that thinks this way. If, if like, that I've seen so far. Then, okay, here's here's an option, though. What if his sister that works at the hospital is actually just a really caring physician and is like, yeah, I'm actually just really passionate about helping patients? Could, could be. Like, sure. She didn't seem very passionate about helping Julius, but... Yeah, but maybe everybody's uh, on the same page where, like, he's just mooching off everyone playing video games all day and not going out and actually solving any of these problems... Like a dragon is supposed to do. Right, right. But, okay, but but moving back um, to the point of, like, Julius should be more of a revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Which I think that he should. I will say, if you don't have, like, social media of your own, like, culture that's kind of, like, some people agree with you, I feel like you're not going to move on or you're not going to move forward that much. You know what I mean? Luke. Like, I feel like I, if I had some, like, interesting ideas about how society should change, but I didn't have anyone else in my society that was like, yeah, those are kind of smart. I'd be like, ah, maybe I'm dumb. <laughs> Luke, are you honestly trying to tell me in this futuristic world, we have figured out a way to rid ourselves of the scourge that is social media with these augmented reality cell phones everybody has? No, no. There's Twitter for sure. I'm just I'm just saying I don't know if there's dragon Twitter. Why do you need dragon Twitter to be like, hey, I think dragon society, I think dragon capitalism sucks. Why That's do you fair. need dragons I, to be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Dragon capitalism sucks. Human capitalism, okay. though, great. Don't question that one. This is a valid point. This is a valid point. There needs to be. I, I think that... Maybe, uh, maybe in an alternate universe, Julius has a little, a little uh, anonymous blog that he's throwing <laughs> some I- ideas out there. I feel like you don't even need this. I feel like the Twitter in this universe is eighty percent people criticizing dragons for hoarding all of the wealth. Like, there's no way the Twitter in this universe is not just people constantly criticizing dragons, right? Probably. Probably, among other things. Like, I'm sure that there are other issues, but... Sure, yeah. But, like, most of this Twitter is just, like, anger towards dragon hordes. I wonder how, like, the range of thoughtfulness for those. Right, like, if there's nuanced uh, critiques, like, I get dragons, like, this is part of their nature. This is just, like, who, you know, they've always been, but we still need to have, like, a give and take, you know, Right, like, we need to create, like, if, if... If we're going to be successful, we need to create a different incentive structure for Mm -hmm. the dragons. Otherwise, they're not going to change. Right. Right. Rather than just anger. Rather than just, like, destroy all dragons and, like, get rid of, burn the hordes and and things like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's probably about, like, Twitter today. But, yeah, no, Julia sucks. (laughs) Uh, Here's my other other point as to why I think Julia sucks, and I'm doubting if he's going to actually make it. Like... Sure, it seems like he's the main character, so he's probably going to make it. But, like, let me just walk through to you Julius' decision-making when he first arrives into this city. He shows up. We learn dragons are very illegal here, 
And there are bounties on dragons in the millions of dollars. Julius talks to his brother and he's like, hey, I need a job. I've got 90 bucks. And his brother's like, find this other dragon and uh, I'll give you some money. And he's like, cool. Julius is sitting at the bar and a stranger comes up to him and is like, hey, I noticed your magical energies are weird. Let me help you out. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. I'm good. And she's like, man, I really need this job. Please let me help you out. And he's like, well, she said please. So, all right. Okay. You're ignoring the (laughs) Julius's brother telling him to help a desperate person. Which I feel like was key here. (laughs) I mean, sure. But like, why does your brother have your best interest in mind? I'm okay. I sure maybe this is the person your brother was talking about. He also sent you a cell phone four months ahead of when you would need it. This is this and seems ninety bucks. <laughs> and Don't yeah, the ninety bucks. Sure, sure. He did send you ninety bucks, but I just mean like this guy is incredibly in like a lot of danger right now like a lot of danger he can't turn into a dragon which apparently like it seems like where a lot of their power comes from he still has magic but it's limited and like the first stranger that comes up to him in a bar being like i'll help you with a problem that you have he's like you know what she said some nice things and my brother said something about helping desperate people so sure i'll help you out millions of dollars his his death is worth yeah you're coming out hard on julius i think he's terrible right now i (laughs) i think he's making poor choices i think he's just being shuffled around by the other players on the board and he is like he deserves it a little bit because okay yeah but that's kind of the point though i know i'm i'm here i'm defending julius i like it (laughs) i want him to i want him to change some buddies I'm looking forward to an arc with Julius. I'm saying right now, I don't like him. I think he's he's useless. I will say the part where where Justin comes in and like kind of takes over was very annoying. It was very annoying how he was just like, oh yeah, you're right, Justin. I do think we just need to kill everybody in there. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Stand up for yourself. Grow a Julius. backbone, Julius. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, I have a larger question that we kind of touched on. The return of magic. Mm-hmm. Do we think that this has been a positive sum experience or like zero sum? Meaning, if I'm like an average person that was not directly beneficial of the magic returning, is my life better now or worse? Okay. This is a great question. I think this is actually a similar question to imagining like like people from a different historical time. Like is something is somebody is the average person from like the 1950s better or worse than a person now, right? Because like mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of different problems. And my I had a a problem with this at first because I was like if magic suddenly came into our world there would be so many problems that would just wouldn't be problems anymore. Like, right. given all the cool stuff magic can do, like, food would be such a non-issue anymore. Like, we would just have so many better ways of growing and producing food that, like, yeah, okay, cool. We figured that out. Great. Problem solved. Um, and I think where it sticks with me and maybe why it it might not be great is I imagine there's a lot of negative, like there's a lot of like weird animals that come about now that didn't exist before that sound very dangerous. Like it sounds like the world, like the highs and the lows just like amplified. So like, sure you can slow roast a brisket in half the time, but also There are like rats that live in the sewer that will just come out and eat you if you aren't paying attention. Sure, sure. So like 
personal safety, personal physical safety may have decreased. For the average non-magic user, yes. I think that's I think that's probably especially in the DFZ where like the police are in like there's not a ton of protection. Right. We to be fair, we haven't seen a lot of other a lot of other cities, so maybe it's different, but yes, I think that that's true. I I don't know where I where I land on this. Um I feel like the DFZ might be worse off than for like the average the average person mm. than one of the other cities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the idea, well, I think the idea behind this kind of a political system is one where you have like, like the mean of how well everyone's doing is so different from the like median. It's like mm, the, sure. the two peaks are so far apart that sure the mean is like decent, but like there is a ton of people that are crushing it and a ton of people that are just like very in a very, very bad position. Right. It's like you said earlier that it's like a libertarian society, which is not great for the uh, the lower end. Right. Right. Like if you're in the upper class, probably very fun for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say I'm not I'm not moving to the DMZ. I do love some dense housing. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Luke's ta- Luke's over here talking about how he loves a tenement. <laughs> okay, but I don't think I don't think this is the place for me. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. Probably not. Cuz I also don't picture myself as one of the one of the mages. No, you and I definitely aren't aren't going to be one of the magic users in this world, unfortunately. Which is <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna be the ones with the blogs. Yeah, that's right. We're tweeting about dragons. <laughs> um, I would like to be one of these shamans, though. They seem very cool. They do. They do much seem more uh, much more chill than I was expecting. Cause like the vibe that was being described seemed like relatively negative to me. But then when I came up, they all seemed really nice. The vibe of shamans or of magic users? Shamans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the party that Julius shows up to sounds like a very chill hang. Right. It sounds very good. Uh, I, I don't think I could be a shaman because I don't think I could handle the fact that, like, my profession doesn't really hold up well to scrutiny. <laughs> like Marcy is talking about how their magic is just kind of guesswork. Right. And I, I don't think I could be like that free and chill about it. Like I think if a I think if Marcy started criticizing me as a shaman, I'd be like, oh shit, you're right. This is all just like a fake thing and this is stupid. Right. Okay, okay. I do think that they both both sides have merit, which is kind of what Julia says in this scene, where he's like, "Okay, but like there are sh- there are like plenty of shamans, so they're probably doing something right." Um, I do I do think that this matches up to you and I, probably considering the professions we have picked out for ourselves are very sciency, um, and the shamans I think are described more as like artists, right. Right. The shamans are not taking chem 400 in college. The the shamans are in like intro econ and smoking weed during class. Like they're not they're not I like that you didn't put any you didn't say that they were taking high level like art classes. No. No, for sure not. Things are only being played on dance playing field. That's, I think that's fair. Yeah. That's how it is. That's how it is. Um, yeah. I think it would be fun to be friends with a bunch of shamans. Oh, sure. I yeah. think that would be great. I would for sure be a thaumaturgy fellow. Right. But but like I said, I don't think Luke, and I, Luke or I are going to be magic users in this world. There's no way. No. Can we talk about the main conflict with Marcy in this book? Mm-hmm. So Marcy's got this guy who's after her. I can't remember. What's the guy's name? 
Bixby, I think. Bigsby. Bigsby's after Marcy and like <laughs> spending a lot of resources to try and bring her in because he has been given a, a vision of the future, essentially, from a seer that he does not know who it is, which I think we kind of get a hint at as to who it is this in the like very end of chapter seven. But he gets this message that's like, hey, if you don't bring me this Cosmo Labe and have Marcy in custody, you're going to die. And he's like, he trusts it, even though it's an anonymous person, because every other prediction that they've given him has come true. What kind of what kind of other predictions do you think this guy has gotten that he trusts it this much? Okay. Because there's like a level of because I'm like this feels like a grift to me. This feels like a grift because if I'm trying to he's trying to extort this guy for something and he's pretending to be a seer who can see the future, especially because this recent one, this current vision that here, this current prediction he's making has to do with him getting something from Bigsby. He's like, you have to bring me the Cosmo Labe. Right. And so like, if, so I, yeah, I would, I would think that it's not a like money grift. No, because Bixby says that like this, these predictions have made him obscenely rich. Right. It's like, if it was about money for the predictor guy, you would just do it yourself. Right. Whatever, whatever that would be. Um, so he has to want something from Bixby that he can't do himself. Yes. It seems that way. Yes. You know, I was <laughs> just the laziest prediction ever because we've only seen like one or two seers <laughs> wondering if it was uh, the like older brother that gave that gave Julius the cell phone. Oh, no, I for sure think it's Bob. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't I still don't really know the long game here for potentially oh. Bob. I mean, I think in the in the prelude we're introduced to this cosmolabe this grapefruit shaped or this grapefruit sized golden orb seems like that's very important and powerful right seems like maybe he wants that and he might be manipulating events to get it right but it doesn't seem that hard to get yes yes I, okay I should say here, I don't think we know enough about this world to know, like, like, I'm sure there will be an explanation for why he couldn't just be like, hey, Julius, I got a new mission for you. Take that golden orb and just bring it to me, please. Right. There's probably a reason. I think we'll find out eventually. But I kind of want to go back to, like, what kind of predictions do I need to be giving to Bigsby? To get him to buy this one that he needs to expend all of his resources bringing in this orb. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, today you're going to see a dude in a red shirt. And then Bigsby goes outside and he's like, whoa, there he is. Right. So, okay. there. Th I think that these are all money related, right? They're not, money's not important to the, to the seer, but. Yeah, but like if the my. The ones that he's predicting for Bigsby make bixby money so <laughs> luke i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go to the bros in undergrad the computer science bros in undergrad that were like hey you should really buy bitcoin and be like hey any more any other more hot tips for me guys <laughs> like yes i will have made a lot of money is it because they could right. see the future no <laughs> Okay, I maybe it's not stock, but the point is the predictions made him money, mm -hmm. primarily. Yes, yes. And so I want to say, and he's in he's in kind of a shady business, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like the predictions have been like, hey, there's going to be a super valuable caravan going over. Well, no, because that would just be like intel yeah rather than predictions well and and like he's in the business part of his business plan was cursing people and then extorting them to get the curses removed that was part of one of his like grifts that he was doing 
and he lives in Las Vegas. So, like, I feel like all the seer has to do is say, there's going to be a high roller in this casino tomorrow, and you should curse them. And it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're in Vegas and, like, every casino's got one or two high rollers in there. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Like, you're saying that the person doesn't necessarily have to be a seer. They can have, like, other... Right. Like, things that aren't... A little sleight of hand. Yeah, a little sleight of hand. They could also be, like, manipulating the future so that it happens, right? Like, if I say, in five minutes, you're going to get punched in the face, and then I punch you in the face, I'm not a seer. I'm just an asshole. Right. But if I own a casino... And I'm like, hey, I think you're going to have a hot, this table is going to be hot for you. And then I tell the dealer like, yeah, 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 let this guy win every hand. Right. Yeah. Because the funny thing about this is he doesn't know who the seer is. Exactly. Yes. If, uh, we're theorizing that it's Bob, but he doesn't know. So <laughs> the seer could just be like causing all of the predictions. Right. To be happening. W- w- <laughs> Definitely true, yeah, for sure. The issue here, though, is that, like, you still are going to do what this guy says with this last prediction. Because he, if he's been causing all of the other stuff to happen, like, it doesn't matter if he causes it or not. Like, you don't want to die. And if he's powerful enough to do all the other stuff, like, he could probably just right. kill you. <laughs> right. Yeah, at a certain point, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. I just, I think it's... It's wild to take somebody on their word as a seer from, like, a few texts that they sent you. True. True. He has cultivated the aura Mm -hmm. of a seer. That's right. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Which is key. Yeah, definitely cultivated, like, a seer aura, um, which seems to be working in their favor if they're trying to get this golden Cosmo lab. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But uh, in fact, I think we're going to see how that goes pretty quickly, Luke, because we're about to. Well, I I think we we did the first third here. Uh, I think we should probably go ahead and just finish the book for next episode. This first third went pretty quick for me. Yeah, I was I was moving. Yeah, so I I was into it. I think next week. Let's finish the book next week, y'all. I know you might have yeah. a lot to do, uh, but you take a, take the weekend, finish the book. Let's see how this wraps up, huh? That's right. That's right. I'm excited for that. I'm excited. Do it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's totally doable. Let's finish the book next week, and then uh, and then we'll see what we uh, we'll see what we can come up with in terms of uh, some fiery hot takes see if we could keep being dumb nerds. <laughs> <laughs>